Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly, fully vaccinated Johnson in D.C. Today I have an interesting guest. She goes by Joe on Twitter. Her handle is Jojo from Jers, so like Jojo from Jersey. I'm just going to read her bio. Jersey, Democrat, news junkie, lover of puns, Lebanese, hothead, mom, geek, (laughs) blocked by Chachi. And she also co-hosts the Shut Up to Bully podcast with Danny Duraney. He's been on my show a couple times. He's a publicist. He's just super, super sweet. And Joe is adorable. She has such a great and interesting Twitter feed. So I think we're going to have a really good time. But before we get into the show, The Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep the show going, so I am so grateful for each and every one of you. If you enjoy today's show, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see that I offer a bunch of different tiers, including one that has a much shorter intro and is completely ad-free. I do two free shows a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show only by me. Whatever I feel like talking about that particular day, it's kind of like a stream of consciousness. Again, just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. Take a look at the different options. You can always upgrade later. You can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes slash Apple podcast store, become a subscriber because it's free. And while you're there, please rate the show and leave a review. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Joe from Jersey. Welcome to the show, Joe from Jersey. Hi there. How are you? (laughs) I am good. Um, You know, I've watched you on Twitter, and aside from being completely adorable, and you're so adorable, you're so pretty, um, you're (laughs) funny. I saw that there was a video that you did not too long ago. I don't know when you did it, but I saw there was some kind of video that you did uh, with, like, the southern accent, let's just say, (laughs) (laughs) kind of mocking the... uh, a certain type of voter. Uh, you have mm-hmm. a fun. You have a fun feed, and then on top of it, you're co-hosting the Shut Up to Bullet podcast with Danny Duraney, who's been on the show twice before, and he's so nice. He's such a nice Aww. man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> how, he's great. How do you know him? From Twitter. So really, wow. <laughs> yeah, I met a lot of people on Twitter, including <laughs> Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So before we get into any kind of political discussion or whatever, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, so I'm a mom in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got two kids. They're 12 and eight. Um, and I am a political news junkie. I have <laughs> always been this way since I was a little kid. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, my dad was very interested in politics, and he was a Republican. Hmm. So one of my earliest memories was, uh, you know, listening to Oliver North testify in the car, and right. I was the only child of five who even cared to entertain this mm-hmm. this this hearing. And I sat with my dad and listened, and 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 I was hooked. Um, wow. So we could have conversations, even though we disagreed, until mm-hmm. he changed and became a Democrat, thanks to George W. Bush. But um, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, just, I'm a mom. I work in special education, and wow. Twitter is a passion and a really fun distraction, and it mm-hmm. got me through the last four years, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, wow, that's interesting, and kudos to you for working with uh, special special needs kids. I can imagine that would be kind of, like, upsetting in some ways and then just so wonderful in other ways. Like, just seeing people struggle would be hard, but then, like, helping them through that would be so wonderful and gratifying, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's something I fell into because I was looking for work um, that was sort of lined up with my kids' schedules. And some some principal somewhere was like, you know, do you, would you be interested in, in working, you know, with our autistic preschoolers? And I was like, uh, you know, sure. I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. And that's that's five years ago now. And, hmm. I, and honestly, it's very rewarding. It's yeah. very challenging. Yeah. Um, but it, the rewards far outweigh the challenges right. because you take you take these nonverbal kids and they're able to communicate by the time you know they move on and just giving them just that you know it, it does feel good. Wow! So it's very rewarding. Yeah. And what is the um, focus of the podcast with you and Danny? Um, so it's kind of funny. We uh, the focus is to kind of take people that um, other people might be familiar with for one reason or the other. For mm-hmm. instance, we, we had George Conway on uh, last night and, 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 you know, we didn't ask some of the questions that a lot of people probably would like us to ask about his daughter and his mm-hmm. wife and stuff like that. I mean, some of it sort of came up, but we try and put a spin on um, our guests or topics to make things a little bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. So that's our approach. I mean, our guests definitely take us where they want to go, no mm-hmm. matter what our intentions are. Sometimes they want to talk about <laughs> politics like, you know, George did. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes they don't. So uh, generally it's kind of just a conversation with someone who is known, um, has an audience and sort of just information that maybe people don't know, you know, like what's, what's their least favorite food or what do they put on a hot dog (laughs) or what do their kids do that's ridiculous? Like that kind of stuff. Just keep it light. Just keep, yeah, I know every time Danny's been on, I mean, we've avoided talking about politics for the most part because I know that was not what he wanted to do and it's always nice to kind of take a little break from it and frankly oh my god I'm so in need of a vacation I feel like I need a year off (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's not a bad idea (laughs) I wish that I could I genuinely wish that I could but one thing that you and I have in common and I'm really very proud of this both of us were blocked by Travis Tritt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, right? Like, I know. It's, uh, it's the weirdest. It's like there's this whole club of us now, yeah. and I don't. I've never engaged with him. I know, you? me neither. No, me neither, I, no. I, I don't even know. I could, if you asked, if you put a gun to my head and told me to pick a song that he sang, right. name a song no that he's, idea. I would not. Icky Breaking <laughs> no. Heart, is that him? I don't know. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Well, yes, thank you, you too. <laughs> and I saw somebody posted a picture of him with um oh god what's that stupid idiot's name I can't. tucker no 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 the musician oh. the musician what? um uh, i'll th- he went out with pamela anderson what's that guy's name oh oh kid, kid rock. rock yeah so there was a picture with travis tritt and kid rock and travis tritt was flashing the white power sign and then i also oh. saw a tweet where somebody said uh James Woods had suggested going around and looking for everybody in, you know, resist in their bio and blocking them. Now, uh, I don't have that in my blog. And, and, and unfortunately, James Woods is not has not blocked me. Uh, yeah. That would be awesome if he did. But I don't have <laughs> resist in my Twitter bio. So uh, I don't know how Travis Tritt found me. But, you know, I've been very outspoken about vaccines. And so and I had a I, there was one tweet that I did not too long ago and it went viral I can't remember how many it might have had 6,000 likes or something like that I don't mm-hmm. remember but it uh it might have had more but yeah. I think I said that we needed to leave anti-vaxxers behind and I'm sure if he saw that he would have been like bitch and then blocked me so. oh yeah 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 I, I, apparently James Woods did not block me either but um yeah <laughs> 
I don't. Someone said that there's like a like a, a mass block you can do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like like you said, if they can go in and, and actually, I don't use it on my desktop, but people do. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a way that they they can find. Yeah. All of us at one time. I don't know. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It was very exciting. It was. It was. <laughs> and it was so funny because like throughout the day yesterday, which was a fucking crazy day for me, but uh, there were. Uh there were all these people coming up and saying, you know, Travis Tripp blocked me. I, I can't remember. There was one famous person. I don't remember who it was. And I didn't really think anything of it. And then I saw more and pe- more and more people. So last night I checked and I'm like, woohoo. And then my boyfriend, <laughs> Bob Seska, he's all pissed off because he's not blocked. He's like, oh, what no. am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he blocked, every- he blocked Daniel Goldman. He blocked yes. Free Ferrara. He blocked Rick Wilson. He, like, he, he blocked big and, accounts, small and accounts. And Connie Schultz. Between. And like, who, who would, Connie Schultz is like the night, I don't know if you're familiar with her. But yeah, she, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's like so sweet and wonderful. But she's anti-Trump. He blocked oh, her. Yeah. He blocked, oh, dear. he blocked her. Yeah, she's married to Sherrod Brown, right? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah, she's sweet. She's, uh, yeah, she's sweet. like the mom of Twitter, you know? She's yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like but she she's anti-Trump, care. so he doesn't like yeah. that. Stupid jerk. Uh, okay, so let's start crazy. with the really, really bad, bad news. So okay. um, David Korn just put out an exclusive that Manchin has told associates that he's considering leaving the Democratic Party if Biden and Democrats do not agree to his demand to cut the size of the Build Back Better bill from $3.5 trillion to $1.75 trillion. So yeah. let's see. Do I have – okay, so evidently he's got a detailed exit strategy. I guess he's on some co- one committee, and then uh, he's going to leave that committee, and he's going to take the temperature. Now, the thing that really scares me about this is if he, if he chooses to be an independent, then it's all about who does he caucus with. Is he uh-huh. going to go caucus with the Republicans? Because if he caucuses with the Democrats, Mitch McConnell doesn't get to be Senate Majority Leader. And that's right. the really scary part. So Bernie Sanders is an independent, and he mm-hmm. caucuses with the Democrats. So clearly you can be an independent, and Mitch McConnell doesn't necessarily have to have that power. But the only right. – I want to read this because p- whoever Puck is on Twitter, I don't think it's Puck from the real world. But um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a deep pull. That's a deep pull. I know it is. Yeah, um... <laughs> I got you that <laughs> Okay, so Puck on Twitter says, if Joe Manchin would switch to being Republican or independent that caucuses with Republicans, he would not have the same power he has now because he would not be in the position to solely decide what basically gets voted on by withholding his support. So it really does come down to what the fuck is his his strategy here? What do you think he's doing? Um, I, th- I think he's trying to be the puppet master. I think he's trying to pull all the strings. Mm-hmm. I think he thinks... He holds the cards, and yeah. um, and so far, so far, mm-hmm. the universe is proving him right. I mean, yeah. look what they've done now mm-hmm. to the bill. I mean, they've basically like just pulled most of the environmental stuff out of it. Yeah. They they've slashed uh, at least for now, I think, community college and uh, the child tax credit is now means determined and it's shorter extension. I mean, all of this, mm-hmm. especially the climate shit, is 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 his wish list you know like and i i i I, it makes me sick to my stomach because Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. do we have the majority in the house the white house and the slimmest majority in the senate and yet we're still you know beholden to one man from a state which ranks like 50 49th 48th of in in every category in the country with Mm -hmm. the you know 
poorest people in the country. No offense, West Virginia. I'm sorry, right. but um, but it's I think. True. Yeah, I think he's it's money is what he's after because mm-hmm. he's got his own interests in, in coal. Um, but I think he's flexing, and uh, and I think so far, the, uh, Biden and everybody else is is giving in. Mm-hmm. I, it's really it's really sad. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel, and I don't know what advice I would give Biden. Um, I feel like what I mean, what if, and you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen? But like, what if we give him what he wants here? And if we can somehow get the voting bills patched, which uh, passed, which I don't know that he would agree to any yeah. kind of filibuster rule because he would understand what would happen. But basically, we could get more Senate, you know, more Democratic senators, more people in the House in 2022 and then extend, amend the bill back better then, yeah. you know, because it's like I, I don't care. I know Manchin wanted to get rid of voter ID, dark money and stuff like that. And. I'm, you know what? I'm cool with that as long mm-hmm. as we can get the gerrymandering thing under control because that would pretty much solidify a win for us. And then we go back and we get rid of it when we have a majority, like a bigger majority. That, yeah. you know, but I don't know if, because Joe Manchin obviously would know that if, if he's going to pass any kind of voting bill, the Republicans are going to lose. But mm-hmm. what does he want? Like, I agree right. with you. He's flexing his muscles and he wants money. So d- does the re- obviously the Republican Party is in his ear and they're giving money and they're trying to persuade him to kill Biden's agenda. Mm-hmm. But it's like, does he want them to succeed or, you know, yeah. because he would be a small fish in a big pond if he decide. I mean, if he goes with independent, then it just depends on who he caucuses with. But like you were saying, he's just really digging the attention right now. Yeah, I mean, think about that kind of power mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that what that does to your ego, especially from a little state like he's from. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, I remember back in 16 when I, there was this fear that he was going to join the Republicans back then. I don't know if you remember that, but no, I there, don't. there was. Yeah, there was this. Uh, I, I remember being concerned about it. And he's a he's a shady guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he really just and I know he's his state is very is very red. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I was hanging on, you know by a thread in terms of he doesn't he's not up again at 20 till 2025 but yeah. uh, at the same time like he's really he's he's he is he's blocking obstructing mm-hmm. um biden's agenda and it, it's just it's crazy because it doesn't reflect you know what the electorate right. wants in terms of the country it's it's counterintuitive to what we voted for mm-hmm. overwhelmingly mm-hmm. and it's incredibly frustrating so it, it makes me wonder you know if he would caucus with the republicans and say you know right. what I, I i you do nothing good for me i don't need you you know, you know i i don't know yeah it concerns me it definitely concerns me if they don't get the gerrymandering shit out right of, you know under control because in 2024 mm-hmm. uh, 2022 is a mess uh-huh. disaster yeah so and that's really scary it um, really is yeah. it just really is and yeah. every day is such an up and down for all of us it's like you know yeah. I, don't, I can't speak for you but all i know is you know some days i'm in a decent mood today i'm okay um yeah the last few days i've kind of been freaking out and yeah. you know then this news drops today about mansion and i'm like oh and I just don't yeah. even know what this means. I'm not ready to completely give up because I do think that, you know, this could just be this big power play. Maybe he'll get what he wants with this bill. But, you know, we don't know exactly. And the only thing that gives me some comfort is just like you were saying, he wants that t- attention. He wants that power. Mm-hmm. And really, he's not going to get it anywhere else. He'll definitely get money. Right. He can go get money no matter what he does. But right. the power... 
and power is extremely intoxicating. And it's clear that he's just loving it. So I don't know, oh, yeah. man. I don't know. I mean, who knows what McConnell would potentially promise him in terms mm -hmm. of, oh, you know. Oh, right, exactly. Like the knows? world. The world. <laughs> right, exactly. Because McConnell will do make any deal he has to make with yeah. the devil. Yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know about you, but for me, the overriding feeling I have every day, whether it's a good or bad day in terms of what's going on in the world, I, I just feel like we're up against this click, this ticking clock. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're on borrowed time, and I feel like no one seems to understand. Like No one in Washington, I get things go slow, but it mm -hmm. feels like the urgency that should mm -hmm. be. Yeah. The case just is sort of like it's just it's just bureaucracy and I just yeah. it feels like I mean we're on the edge of a cliff here mm -hmm. people like there's there's no going back if we get pushed over in the midterms mm -hmm. and this stuff hasn't been accomplished this, this is our shot yeah so that's the kind of like that's the perpetual state I'm in where I just feel like right. hurry up especially you know this now this stupid January 6th not stupid but the January 6th committee stuff like you know they went on summer break it's like what I know I know I know. And that was, you know, the next thing I had up to talk about was the one six yeah. committee. So last night they voted unanimously nine to zero. Um, the House is going to vote on it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to it's going over to the attorney's office in the District of Columbia. So this is my take. I'll see what you have to take. I do believe they're going to arrest Bannon. And mm. the reason I believe that, because, you know, I see all these naysayers on Twitter. And I don't think I'll believe it when I see it. And it's like, I don't necessarily think that helps anything. I no. totally understand the desire or not the desire, but like I just I, I understand the fact that they're not trusting that things are going to work out. We've all seen our fair share of wealthy, powerful people get away with murder. But I think in this particular case, the. You know, Schiff for sure. I mean, Schiff and Pelosi and Biden and all these people. And I mean, you look at uh, Cheney, too. They all understand, first of all, what's at stake. They all yeah. understand what we want from them. And Schiff has been on MSNBC last week and last night saying, yes, we're going to hold these people accountable. I don't think there's going to be. Bannon was never in, never had any kind of official position. Right. And so he's like a freaking podcaster. He's a blogger. He's just some dude like me, right. you know? Right. So right. he should, you know, he wants that executive privilege, which of course he's not going to get. No. And um, I think they're going to arrest him. And uh, because they made it so clear last night, like we're basically going to use him mm -hmm. as an example for the rest mm -hmm. of you who are planning on getting away with murder. I mean, do right. you have that feeling? Yes. I have the feeling that the intention mm -hmm. is to put the screws to him. He has to be like, they have, they have to make an example of him. They have to set the bar at a certain place right. where everybody else understands that, that they're not going to fuck around. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. I understand. I, I, I hope I'm, I'm not really clear on the law because naysayers are one thing. And then you get all these legal constitutional mm, right. scholars who are saying, you know, criminal contempt is really kind of a tough road to hoe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, ideally it would be fantastic if they could just go and arrest him, but it's not really that simple. And then, then there's all these other layers and it's like uh, me. And I've said it, I said it today, I tweeted it today. <laughs> if it's wrong to want nothing more than to see that sloppy Steve <laughs> smug mug and, 
handcuffs and tears. Yeah. If that's wrong, I don't want to be right. But I mean, because he's such a smug motherfucker. He is. And I'm sorry, pardon my language. No, I say it if, all the time. <laughs> like if you were to survey a group of ten people who pay even moderate attention to what's going on and ask them, Do you think Steve Bannon has anything to do with planning the insurrection on January sixth? I would say you get nine out of ten yeah. hands in the air. Yeah. Like he bragged about it yeah. in advance of the event. And if we can't make that guy mm-hmm. the example then we are lost. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, Liz Cheney came out with some very strong language yesterday mm-hmm. and very strong language. And I'm not a Liz Cheney fan, but on this one issue, I yeah. do admire her. Yes. She's able to acknowledge the truth, mm-hmm. which is remarkable <laughs> that that sets her apart from the rest of her party, but that's where we are. Um, I, look, I would love nothing more than to see him arrested tomorrow. I, I'm worried that because what we have watched is a disintegration of um, justice, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very worried that it will get stuck again in the wheels and the bureaucracy. And we're looking at months, weeks, mm-hmm. months, maybe mm-hmm. down the line where I think that maybe I'm wrong, but I think part of the goal for putting the screws to him is not only to set this bar really high and make him the example, but hopefully I think they're trying to get him to ultimately just cooperate. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to face prison. I mean, this is the guy who was arrested on a freaking ch- Chinese yeah. billionaire's boat and got away with it, mm-hmm. ended up being pardoned. So he thinks he's the one who's Teflon, which mm-hmm. is ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I think if, if they can really make sure that, um, that he is the example and that he is punished for, you know, his defiance, then, then we have a really promising road ahead because those other guys, mm-hmm. Scavino and mm-hmm. uh, what's that other guy's Meadows, name? Um, Meadows Patel. But Meadows Patel, I think Meadows is just a crying wuss. I think yeah. those guys, will, <laughs> they'll fold like a house of cards yeah. because, you know, their, their hands are dirty and, and they don't want to go to jail. They're too pretty. They don't want to go yeah. to jail. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean Bannon, I don't know that Bannon would ever cooperate, mainly because he's the total agent of chaos. You know, he's all yeah. about chaos. He was the one who said flood the zone with shit. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I always think about, I always think about my MAGA relative. I should write a book. My MAGA relative, mm-hmm. like everyone would agree. But I always wa- or would identify, I mean, um, like, how could she justify? You know, I know, I just, she, she would, she would justify Bannon mm-hmm. or whatever, anybody. But I feel like, I mean, okay, some of them I can understand how you could be fooled. They they say mm-hmm. what you want to hear and, you know, whether it's McConnell or any, but Bannon, I mean, he is just so clearly throwing bombs just to watch them go off. Yeah, It's like he uh- delights in it. And I mean, I guess they like that about him. And then, and then, I don't know if you saw this, but if I saw, because she was fucking trending, Condoleezza Rice is telling us all we have to move on from one six and her very, you know, the way she talks, like, oh, we just. Oh, should I didn't be see that. On. Yeah, she tells us we should be moving on. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> uh, it's it. Look, it wasn't like uh, like somebody tripped somebody up a right. set of stairs. You know what I mean? We're not. We're talking about. And, you know, when you when we start talking about it, you know, intensely, you go back. I don't know for you, but I go back to that day and coming home from work, from school and my children mm-hmm. being at the babysitter's house and that being on the TV and what that felt like right. to, to witness. Yeah. And it's like if we're supposed to just move on mm-hmm. without any accountability, without any repercussions, without any consequences for, for that, mm-hmm. then there is no shot for the Mm-mm. future because no. then what's the point? 
right? Like, what's the point? If that's okay and we're going to move on, what's the point? It's insane. I didn't hear her way Yeah, and it's like, you know, I mean, I don't like that woman, but I feel like I felt like she was kind of sane, and now she's siding with Trumpers. So, I mean, I I thought she'd be more like a Liz Cheney. You know, yeah. she always came off to me as someone who, I mean, obviously I completely disagreed with her politics, but she right. seemed somewhat reasonable and, mm-hmm. you know, and she's, she's, I, I don't want to say she's soft-spoken, but she has a gentle way about mm-hmm. her when she talks. And, um, I mean, the woman's obviously incredibly intelligent and mm-hmm. very capable, but to side with the Trumpers, it's like, oh my God, they got you now. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it. It's 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 really baffling. I mean, again, and I have a MAGA, I have MAGA relatives too, so yeah. I can add to your book. But yeah. like, <laughs> well, I was just having this conversation last night, uh, and one of the things that still baffles me to this day, my MAGA relatives were very anti-Trump when he was running in the primary. So were mine. Were yep. Yeah, they're um, you know, uh, very establishment Republicans. Mm-hmm. They're very conservative, um, and he came along and they're like, no, oh, he doesn't represent conservatives. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not really a Republican. He doesn't even have any Republican platforms. This mm-hmm. is all show and blah, blah, blah. He's a con man. And, and like, as like you can relate all of a sudden before I even knew it, uh, they were voting for him. Mm-hmm. Like before I could even anticipate it. And then ever since then, the slide into the cult, um, mm-hmm. for them has, has been faster and faster and deeper and deeper. And, and it's very, very strange mm-hmm. because, they're reasonable people. They're smart mm-hmm. people who know better. Mm-hmm. But he tapped into something that, that that they had been bottling up. And mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe this is the case with you too. He he tapped into, and I think this is what it all boils down to with him overall. He tapped into this sort of ethnocentric, that's it, racist. Yeah, this weird undercurrent things that they would say as a side comment to a conversation, mm-hmm. even slide it in about like colleges being more and more liberal and how they're mm-hmm. m- making more exceptions for you know black students, mm-hmm. and they would slide it into a conversation <laughs> maybe in 2014, 15, but by 2017, 18, yeah. they felt licensed to say it all mm-hmm. and be open about it all and feel it all and he just put that flashlight on all of this hate and empowered these hateful people and it's like intoxicating and it gets worse and worse and worse and better and better for people like him Mm -hmm. and that's my that's you know that's honestly i think it all yeah i think that's exactly what it all boils down to i mean my mega relative said the same thing she didn't like him at all and then interestingly uh told my mother i don't talk to her about politics but yeah, uh, she she told my mother Trump is a great president, and mm-hmm. and then you know my mother decided earlier this year, she's like I just had to ask, so she called her up and she said you know look I don't want to argue about this, but I just want to ask you some things about politics. Are you cool with just you know not arguing because yeah. they usually argue, and so <laughs> the relative said yeah. So my mom started asking her questions about one six. And she is clearly, this relative is hook, line, and sinker all the way into the mega bullshit, all of it. The only reason she's not into Q is because she's not computer savvy. I think if she were computer savvy, she would be full-blown Q. Yeah. So that, I mean, and it's like, you know, I mean, she used to laugh when my mom and her were kids. Uh, Are you familiar with the John Birch Society? No, they they basically were early Tea Party. The okay. one of the founders was Fred Koch, the father of the Koch oh, brothers, sure. and you know basically it was it was the Tea Party, and mm-hmm. th- they finally did get power when Obama was president. 
because liberals yeah. couldn't be bothered to vote. We thought we were all safe with having a black Democratic <laughs> president. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she used to laugh. My mom and her, when they were kids, they used to laugh at the John Birch Society. And now she's like, not only is she John Birch, she's graduated to MAGA. Because before she supported, which I think is amazing. This tells you everything you need to know. Before she supported Trump, she supported Ted Cruz. And we yeah. all saw how Trump treated Ted Cruz and yeah. you know said that his wife was ugly. Yeah. And this person is still saying he's the best president we've ever had. It, well, I mean, look at Ted Cruz. Like <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> right? Like, t- he called your wife ugly. He said your dad murdered JFK yes. and that you are a serial killer. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he's and just he, kissing his yeah. ass. <laughs> uh, he, he was one of the leaders of, like, you know, the seditionists. He was one mm-hmm. of the, you know, one of the most out there vocal mm-hmm. you know the stolen big lie pushers like he and it's just it's just it 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 boggles the mind it really really does i mean he ran with carly fiorina and mm-hmm. she came out and was like no this is insane yeah. like what's freaking wrong with you people it's and i and I think about this a lot, and, and and it comes up a lot on Twitter, where it's like, well, well, well the be a line was if one six wasn't aligned, this was aligned for like a day, right? Mm-hmm. Where Lindsey Graham was out, right? Yeah. Down. If that's if there's no line yeah. there, because it wasn't the Access Hollywood tape, it wasn't mm-hmm. when he mocked a disabled reporter, it wasn't when he went after POWs, it wasn't when he called, you know, uh, soldiers that passed in, in the war, suckers and losers, and there was no line. Mm-hmm. If one six is in the line, <laughs> right. and she still got Lindsey Graham, what two days ago was like, we have fond memories. Americans have fond oh, memories of Trump's presidency, and he will be the nominee in 2024. Like that was two days ago. And that guy said, if we, not, if we yeah. nominate him, we're going to pay for it. You yeah. know, now he's out there two days ago imploring him to run again <sighs> because we have fond memories of his presence. It's bizarre. It's all very so upsetting. Now I want to talk about COVID because there's actually okay. a little bit good news, but you're falling right into this category because the Washington Post, uh, is this it? Yes. So the Post today came out with an article that said that Biden has a, a plan to get those vaccines for kids out, like the, we're all ready to go. Yeah. Um, so let me see here. It says, okay, uh, I guess on October 26th, the FDA is scheduled to meet to hear data about the safety and efficacy for Pfizer, and then they're going to decide whether to authorize its use. And then a vaccine advisory panel for the CDC and prevention uh, CDC is scheduled to meet in, on November 12, uh, 2nd or 3rd to weigh a recommendation for use. So I think that, you know, and it's for kids. So I'm, I'm hopeful because my niece is seven mm-hmm. and she is kind of half at my dad's house and half at her mom's house because my, you know, there's just family drama. So anyway, <laughs> um, I don't want to get too much into it, but. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I told my dad, and I, f- I hate this. I mean, he. it's funny. I lived in Southern California for a long ass time. And mm-hmm. I moved back to Maryland, which is where he lives, in 2018. So I, you know, moved out to California in 77. So I grew mm-hmm. up and everything on a different coast. Now I'm back. And mm-hmm. I told him, and we didn't see each other in 2020, because I'm like, I've got, I'm one of those people that I'm not taking any fucking risks. I'm not getting sick. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I said, look, until she's vaccinated, I don't feel comfortable going over there. I don't want to, obviously, I don't want to get sick, even though I'm vaccinated. But my mom is 74. She has emphysema, although at least it's it's like no symptom emphysema. But yeah. still, she has it. And 
if something, you know, were to happen to her, it would kill me. If something happens to me, I'm really all she has. So I'm not taking any risks. And my father yeah. was mentioning to me, you know, earlier about Thanksgiving. And he knows. He's cool. He's under, he understands. And I'm so grateful. But it's mm-hmm. like, it looks like we might be able to have Thanksgiving together now. So I'm hopeful. But yeah. I mean, so you have an eight-year-old. How are you dealing with that? Um, so my son just turned 12. And um, my daughter's the, the one who's eight. And my son um, is very eager to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something we're, we're just going to talk to his waiting. primary care doctor about. I'm so excited. He wants it. I, I want him to get it. I feel mm-hmm. good about him getting it. Um, I've been really knock on wood lucky mm-hmm. um, because he, New Jersey, first mm-hmm. of all, is very well, the, overall, mm-hmm. very good about masks and mask mandates. Um, we do have some protests in our very MAGA town, but mm-hmm. overall, um, he's been going to school in a mask and knock on wood, everything's been fine. He's been doing sports with masks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so, so, so again, it's another thing too, to your point, like family gatherings and mm-hmm. stuff, if the kids go anywhere, I was always concerned because, you know, they're still vulnerable yeah. and, um, we have our own share of family drama, but not everybody shares my same, um, yep. worries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like <laughs> you might be vaccinated, but they're not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And that means that, you know, they could pass it to you. You could pass it to them. And I'm worried about everybody. This would give me such tremendous peace of mind. Plus, Overall, the more the more people we can get vaccinated, the more likely it is that people who are immunocompromised mm-hmm. and vaccinated will, will be okay. Because right. you know what I mean, like that. So I, I want. Um, obviously, I'll talk to my primary care doctor, who's um, awesome. He's just mm-hmm. an awesome guy. He's a family care doctor, and he's very open and honest about all of this. And you know, I'm vaccinated, although unfortunately, <laughs> I have a J and J, so oh, now wow. I have a quandary. Right. But because um, I got to figure out what to boost with here, right. and when the CDC decides what to recommend. Um, so anyway, that's a whole other topic. But mm-hmm. I'm excited for my kids to both be vaccinated. They are excited to be vaccinated. I think it's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for kids, it's so important to get back to some sense of normalcy. Oh, yes. And, you know, these st- southern states that are forcing them to not wear masks are just so trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And I think that there's a more natural progression here mm-hmm. that they're just obviously mm-hmm. not willing to uh, participate in. But, yeah, I mean, I, I my eight year old, when if they um, approve it, which it looks like they will, mm-hmm. I'll probably get her and her brother vaccinated around the same time. So yeah. I don't know, kind of be able to monitor both of them. Right. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how, I don't have any idea how they're going to do it. Like, is it going to, I wonder if it's going to be one shot. I know that they're going to use a low, like a, a lower dose. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't know if it's going to be divided up into two shots again, or if it's just going to be one shot. I don't know how it's going to go, but you know, you brought up, and I think it's interesting because there's been some talk about, I think there was an, I can't remember. There were two different stories because it was one. I think it was NIH for Johnson and Johnson. NIH did a study and said that it was probably more beneficial for people who had J and J to get boosted with either a Moderna or a Pfizer. So that was interesting. And then I got Moderna, and they're also wondering if people like if I got the people who got Moderna, if they would be better off getting a Pfizer booster and vice versa, mm. like Pfizer getting Moderna. Mm-hmm. So I'm, in, you know, I mean, I'm fully going to get the uh, boost, and I I do know the Moderna booster is supposed to be a little bit um, again lower, like a, you know, it's it, not as potent as the first one because out yeah. of all of them, I think that was the strongest t- protection. Um, yes, that's what they said. Yeah, yeah. I mean. 
Pfizer's really good too, but yeah. it's like the difference between a couple, like a couple points. So, right. but still, I think that that uh, their booster's going to have a little bit, uh, not quite as strong. So it'll be interesting to see. But I feel, and I'm hopeful about this, that by spring we're going to be out of the biggest. Like right now, we're still in danger zones because in red states, a lot of people are getting it. They're dying. They're going to the hospital. Um, but we're seeing all these mandates, one after the other, after the other, after the other. I can't remember which city it was. Maybe it was New York. All city workers have to be vaccinated yeah. now. Um, yeah. Then you add the kids into it. And I think, you know, we're going to see, we'll be past the holidays. I think by then, we're probably going to get a better grip on it. And it's going to yeah. make me feel a little bit more comfortable because there's a couple people you know, within my um, sphere that I have to see who there's one person who got a Johnson and Johnson and they're not getting a booster. Mm. Um, in fact, I'm, I think my MAGA relative, I think she got a Johnson and Johnson and she said immediately that she wasn't getting a booster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because she told me, she said, well, my, do- my doctor that, that who was administering her shot, like what doctor did anyone get a, a vaccine by a doctor. I mean, I think everyone went to like CVS or their local grocery store or I got it. Yeah. I got it in the produce department. In my right. Shop, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, and I don't think she really talked to a doctor, but according to her, she said her mm-hmm. doctor said that the boosters weren't necessary because the um, vaccine companies just wanted more money. So <laughs> I was like, okay. No. Uh-huh. And I yeah. didn't say anything, but I just was like, Oh my God. So I don't, you know, I don't really feel comfortable going around people who have had, Johnson and Johnson who are not going to get boosted. I mean, right now I wouldn't freak out too much, but you know, mm-hmm. go down, to, go down into the holidays and oh, yeah. you know, you've got all these people mingling and everything and that's going to, that's when it starts getting dangerous. So exactly. Um, but I hopefully will be boosted. When did you get your shot? So I was, because I'm an educator, I was really early. So I was supposedly <laughs> vaccinated by the first week of April. Um, and for me, I think, I think, I mean, it felt like I was waiting forever from December, but, right. but still relatively speaking, mm-hmm. April, April, March vaccination was pretty early and that was the J and J. So I was expecting to have to get a booster, assuming that it was, there was, they were going to have guidance on boosters. I was expecting sometime this fall to have to go get the Johnson and Johnson booster. Right. But now of course I find out all this other stuff where it's like, Oh wow. I've been kind of walking around not yeah. nearly as protected <laughs> as I thought. Luckily I've been wearing my mask everywhere. Yeah. My kids are wearing their masks everywhere. I have to wear one in school. Mm-hmm. So it's not an option. So I've, I've been using that layer of protection, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I yeah. So sorry. So to answer your question, <laughs> March, April, I was fully interesting. Back so what um, was I just gonna ask? Oh yeah, I mean I, I I got vaccinated in May. I think my second shot was like on May twelfth. So mm-hmm. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna get a booster. I, I mean I we'll see what they say, but I kind of want to get boosted before the holidays. So yeah, no, I don't blame you at all. Because it's Same like with me. Yeah, and I mean I used to live. <laughs> When I lived in California, like, I'm just going to take my little pity party for a minute. But it's like, yeah. when I lived in California, I lived there. Basically, my mother had brought me out there. And eventually, she moved up to, she moved to Arizona, I think, in 2003. And then from Arizona, she went to Northern California in 2008. So from 2003 to 2009, I was in L.A. by myself. 
Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to worry about any, like, I mean, it's not to say that I don't want to be with my family, but now that COVID is a problem, it's like, if I were there, I wouldn't even have to worry about it because I would just be too far away <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. to have to deal with any of, like, I, I don't like, I hated telling my father that I didn't feel mm-hmm. comfortable being around my niece, who I absolutely adore. And, you know, I mean, she's seven years old. These are precious years. And I didn't get to spend most of her, you know, first years with her because I was in California. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, I guess it just is what it is. And we all have to live with it. And um, like I said, I do hope that in the springtime we're going to see some kind of like relief. Hopefully the numbers will be going down and we'll get some kind of hold on this. Um, Yeah. I don't know. And it's just it's just all so fucking scary. What I find so frustrating, I think everybody like us sort of shares this one great frustration is when I remember when it was like, oh, there's going to be vaccines. Everybody's going to want to vaccine. know. This is awesome. It's going to be, everybody's going to be, we're right. going to be out of the masks by you know, next Christmas easy. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait, you don't want it? Wait, what? <laughs> you don't want it? You don't want it? You don't want it? What? Like, what's the point? You're going to protest over yeah. this now? You're going to flip things over? Yeah. And it's just unbelievably frustrating that here we are with all these yeah. vaccines, with all the science and the rest of the world is begging for the stupid mm-hmm. vaccine and we're like nah yeah. not so much I'm good I'm gonna die because I did all yeah. my research on Facebook exactly <laughs> and I got my horse dewormer I'm good oh I got hydrochloroquine horse dewormer I took some Tide Pods that should be fine well yeah, and the ridiculous. you know I mean he, to add to what you were just saying I mean we all felt like when Biden won and then mm-hmm. we saw that, you know, Ossoff and um, Warnock won. It mm-hmm. was like, relief, relief, relief. No fucking <laughs> relief. We got no fucking relief. A little no, bit. Frickin' Joe Manchin. Yeah. And cinema. Fucking bitch. And cinema. Yeah. These people are just keeping, you know, oh, they're my new. I've said this before on my show, but before, before I realized Russia was the big deal, um, mm. The thing that scared me when Trump became president was North Korea. I was like terrified. Yeah. And I didn't, it's like North Korea would come up and I just would put my fingers in my ears and go, la, 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 la. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Now this is the same feeling I get with mansion and cinema, especially at the end of the day, because what winds up happening is like, you know, my boyfriend is also, I don't know if you know, from, if you know Bob Seska, but he's, he writes and he has you know, a podcast. Familiar, yeah. 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 And so, you know, he's in his office until about 10. And I'm out in the living room and I have MSNBC on, but I just have the sound down and I have my computer and my earphones and I'm just looking at fun things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I have to fucking, I'm in it all day long and I got to get out of it, but I have the TV on and he'll like come out of the office and, you know, make something to eat or whatever. And then finally, when he comes out at 10 o'clock, Lawrence is on and almost every night he starts with Joe Manchin. And so Mm -hmm. that's when I take my headphones off and, you know, I'm like, can we just watch a show now? Can we watch a show now, please? Can we, watch? <laughs> like, yeah. can we please turn the channel? Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have no more time. I can't, I can't, like, my, your brain is, like, ready to melt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So the last thing I'm going to ask you is just something fun. Uh, what do you do? Like, what kind of shows do you watch or what kind of, you know, things do you do outside of you know, your political life to have fun. Like one of the things that I like to do is, you know, I'm watching second round of Ted Lasso right now. Right now I'm watching Friends. They're making me laugh. So what do you like to do? 
So <laughs> it's funny, just uh, not funny, but I mean, I've, I'm still going through a divorce. It started oh. right before the pandemic. So I went through the entirety wow. of the pandemic, like a newly separated mom of two. Um, so that was, wow. was really weird. He moved out in November 1st of 2019 wow. <laughs> and then 2020 hit. And obviously everybody knows what happened. then. Yeah. And so a lot of weird stuff happened to, to all of us but in 2020 I was like you know I I was with him for 25 years and I was like I don't want to watch shows by myself it just feels too lonely to do it yeah. and then all of a sudden very recently the squid game show everyone was talking about started popping up all over my timeline somebody recently said you know I'll watch it with you virtually it's just a friend on Twitter again oh, met a lot of people yeah. on Twitter I was like okay because I yeah. can do that you know maybe I'll have to feel it won't feel so lonely right so we've been watching squid game <laughs> and then checking in with every with each other after watching an episode because I don't know if you're watching it but no. it is a lot it's what is very it? heavy it's very heavy <laughs> What's, uh, it's what's not the gist? And it doesn't make me laugh, but I have to say that there's something about having someone to watch a show with, even if it's mm -hmm. virtually, even if it's a stranger relatively or like a Twitter friend. It's been awesome. So that's one thing I'm doing. I but like wait, wait, wait. Just, what? What is yeah. that? What is it? I've oh, never even heard wait, of it. Okay. So it's totally bizarre. It's on <laughs> Netflix, and I've been. It'll it seeps into your subconscious too. So I've been having dreams, and when I think it's <laughs> Korean in the dream. So it's it's a Korean show. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's set. I assume in Korea because we've been speaking Korean. So I think it's set in South Korea. And it's um, the premise is that it's basically a competition. It's a competition for these very sort of wayward type people hmm. who are down on their luck. And um, this strange, esoteric, weird dude like kind of collects these people who um, go into this game show and they have to live there and stuff and they compete. But the, the thing is, the game show, it's mostly children's games but it's deadly so like Whoa. every yeah i mean like deadly deadly hmm. which is strange because i don't like gore and i don't <laughs> like horror and i don't like scary stuff and i mean like like 10 15 20 25 30 people wiped out in a single scene wow um it, it's in korean dubbed in english or you can just have it in korean with um subtitles yeah and it's very addicting it's the strangest hmm. strangest thing i can't i don't i don't have any it's almost like it's almost like the what we've been through collectively with this COVID experience has numbed us to some things where it's like we're kind of testing yeah. what will actually right. seep in, what's gonna <laughs> what's gonna upset me because it's in my subconscious. But I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, that guy's head just got blown off. Like, oh, okay, um, <laughs> very strange. But it's it's definitely a distraction. And right. I, yeah. So that's yes. good game. It's the most watched show I think on Netflix or something wow. right now. I don't even know. There's hmm. like spinoffs. There's a I don't know. Have you ever heard of Mr. Beast? He's like a guy who gives people money all over no. TikTok, YouTube. Some young Southern dude who, I don't know how he's got all this money, but he gives people money. He's very benevolent and charitable. Hmm. He's he's launching a real squid game, but with no death. Oh, wow. Um, where people are going to come live in like a community, like a dorm, and they're going to compete, and he's going to give them cash. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That and, uh, so that's one of my things. I, I also like to I go to the gym. I run, exercise. Yeah. Those are my big stress relievers. Yeah. That's, that's my sanity saver. Well, and, that's what but, I should be yeah. doing more of. I've, You know, it's funny because I've worked out my entire life. I used to be an actor, so, you know, mm -hmm. because of that, I was an actor in Los Angeles, and I was on a soap opera and I'm six foot tall and I have big bones. And so therefore <laughs> I've never, you know, been satisfied and I worked out and I, I had, you know, a certain body type for the longest time. And then I turned 50 and my body went, fuck you. So, um, <laughs> so, and then, you know, I mean, I continue, I worked out still and I mm -hmm. ate right. And then 
COVID happened and it was the first time in, I don't know how many years, I think I started working out when I was probably about 20 mm-hmm. and did it regularly with the exception of maybe a month here or there during my 20s, I would take off. But pretty much I worked out anywhere from three to five times a week regularly. And then COVID hit. And I think it was April, I stopped working out like in April. And I didn't work out April, May, June. And then I think I started mm-hmm. back up in July. And ever since then, it's been real shaky. Like yeah. it's really hard for me to keep that uh, motivation. It's never been a problem for me before. Mm. But it's like, I, I think partly it's because I, I gained some weight, which everybody mm-hmm. on my show knows uh, all about. I know, I know they don't <laughs> want to hear it. But I had gained this weight. And it wasn't a lot, lot, but it's bigger than I've ever been. And you work out and you work out and you don't see any change. It makes yeah. you, it's like, why am I even doing this? And it's good to do it. It's good. Like you said, it's a stress reliever. It keeps your yeah. muscles strong and it's important to do it. But it's like, also, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 53 now and I'm definitely, 47. well, I definitely notice a difference in the way the energy level. You know, I mean, I've got energy, but it's not like it used to be. So I'm fighting that too. And, you know, but it's like, yeah, I think, I I mean, working out is really a good thing, especially these days, because it gets out some of that stress and it it makes you feel accomplished. And I, you know, I mean, every time I do it and I'm finished, I'm like, I'm so glad I did it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Even, you know, even just a quick, like a walk. Even yeah. if I can't, like if I have the kids, cause there's no one at the gym now where the kids can right. go, uh, their kids care or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even if I can get outside, do a mile, just like in the mm-hmm. air, I feel like energized. I feel so much better. It's such a huge stress relief. Like a, just a little something every day. If I can, like it's, it just really like it set, resets me. It does. Even it, if, yeah. Yeah. It does. It really helps. And I just feel yeah. so guilty right now because I'm not doing it. I haven't been don't doing it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't, but you don't have, I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not lecturing you but at all, but like if you don't think of maybe going for a quick walk as exercise, yeah. you know what I mean? Just sort of like, just, it's just a walk, you right. know, it's just getting some oxygen. Yeah. And it really does. And, and finally I'm on the East coast and so yeah. are you, but the, uh, humidity is gone. So thankfully, because I just like there, I don't like taking a walk when it's hot outside or when it's humid. I can't take it. So, um, yeah. Do you watch Ted Lasso by any chance? I know I don't. I need to watch because I'm a huge Sudeikis fan. I just think he's the cutest thing on the planet. So, yeah, (laughs) I need to watch it. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what happened. I was hearing all these good things. And then finally, uh, Bob and I started watching it. And now, like I said, we're on our second run, which I highly recommend because you watch it through the first time right now there's two seasons out so you watch mm-hmm. it through the first time and it was funny because I went to my mom's house a couple of weeks ago and and I kept telling her about Ted Lasso and so you know I, I go there on a Sunday occasionally we have dinner and I spend the night and so I said do you want to give it a try and she said yeah so it was funny because we wound up watching six episodes in one night oh wow um, and it was okay. so it was really it was because she got hooked. You know, I wasn't sure what she was going to think. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't because I like Schitt's Creek and I mm-hmm. pretty much knew she wouldn't like it. And mm-hmm. so um, I don't think she I think maybe she tried one episode and just didn't get into it. But um, I told her, I said, I don't know what you're going to think of Ted Lasso, but let's just give it a try. So like we watch one. She was like, I'll watch another. And I think we started, I don't know, maybe we started at nine. So it just kept going. Oh, do you want to watch another? Okay, I'll watch another. And, you know, uh-huh. she's like, I'm hooked now. So it's funny because I watched the first six episodes of the first season with her. 
and it was so cool to kind of go back and watch with a new perspective. First of all, with someone who hadn't seen it and was enjoying it, and then Mm -hmm. seeing it, understanding, you know, where the characters are now from where they were in the beginning. And then now uh, Bob and I started, uh, I think it was this weekend, we started again. So I I think we're up to season, I mean, we're up to episode five of the first season. And you know what? I'm still laughing. I'm still having fun. So I think you'll, you'll, you know, I would hope that you enjoy it because it's great to enjoy it. It's great to find a show you love. But yeah, Jason Sudeikis is just super awesome. I I love love him. him. I love that show. Me too. It makes me feel so happy. And um, yeah, that's pretty much what I do because I'm just, I'm staying away from people now. So it's like, I'm, I'm not as quarantined as I was, but I mean, you know, we still, I was just at a Bob's brother's house over the weekend they're all vaccinated so if you're vaccinated i can handle it but if you're not vaccinated i'm not doing it so yeah (laughs) and the thing is like you just don't know like if you don't know it's really Mm -hmm. it's it's freaky yeah definitely (sighs) i was shocked to find out how few teachers in my district well not that shocked because it's very trumpy Mm -hmm. but how few teachers in my district were actually vaccinated it was really shocking it was almost like 35 percent just chose not to get the vaccine wow yeah that's really sad Mm -hmm. I can't even, I just, I yeah. don't, I'll never understand that as long as I live. I just won't understand it. But, Me either. Me you know, either. I just want to say it's been a joy talking to you. You're oh. totally delightful. Oh, thank you. It's been a joy talking to you, too. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Oh. Definitely, so, yeah. Well, thank you. And like I said, I mean, I love following your feed. And, oh, you know, one of these you. days, Danny had reached out to me to be on your podcast at yeah. some point, and I was I, at that particular time. I had something going on, but you know, just let me know. I'm open. Do you guys? Oh, do, do you guys do audio only, or do you do video? Oh, we're easy. Like last night, we recorded just audio. Danny, okay. of course, had his video. <laughs> but uh, no, we've done we've done both. Um, so we're easy. Last night was just audio. I'm totally easy doing either or yeah. both, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, we're awesome. good. But I prefer audio only because then I don't have to, you know, look totally. That that's exactly that. it. That's exactly yeah. it. I mean, it's like I'm always all about the audio because I don't want to have to do my freaking. You know, Bob is always on Stephanie Miller, and I, you know, yeah. it's like he just has to put some water in his hair and maybe shave. <laughs> You know, and it's, we have to go through this whole thing with our hair yeah. and, our, you know, so it's yeah. like, I like audio only, but I'm up for anything. So if you guys are up for it again, just let me know. I'll be oh, there. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Uh, well, before I let you go, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, so I, you can definitely find me um, most often on Twitter, which is Jojo from Jers on Twitter, which I think you, you said you'd mention. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's where I'm most prolific. It's sort of like my home away from home, right. unfortunately. Um, <laughs> me too. And then, on in- uh, yeah. and then on Instagram, I couldn't get my handle. So it's Jojo dot from Jers on Instagram. Um, I'm on TikTok, but sort of only a little bit, and I'm brand new to the video world. It's very new to me. Uh, my son, who's uh, 12, knows more about TikTok than I do, and that's um, at Joanne Carducci on um, on TikTok. You can find my Becky Sue videos there. Okay, wait, spell um, that out. Spell that out, because your so Becky Sue videos are funny. Oh, thank you. It was just one of those where I was super. I I forget. Oh, I just launched it, but um. I think I forget what inspired it was something. Oh, it was Joe Rogan. Um, and this nonsense about the vaccines making you metallic and all that crap. Right. So it it's um it's Joanne. Uh-huh. It's J O A N N E. I'm trying to make sure that it's one word. Um 
Yeah, it's Joanne Carducci. So it's J O A N N E. Uh huh. It's one word C A R D U C C I. Okay. Um, and that's TikTok. And that's the TikTok. just, oh, the only thing on there is the, uh, like, two, maybe there's one every two weeks Becky Sue videos. You'll see the evolution <laughs> of her character. Yeah. Well, I highly recommend the Becky Sue videos because they're really, really, really <laughs> funny. And Thank you. <laughs> of course, you can always find me on Twitter at author Kimberly, K I M B E R L E Y. Don't forget that extra E. Uh, I'm also, my books are on Amazon. Check me out. Thank you so much for being on my show, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Yes, it definitely was, and we'll have to do it again. Okay, definitely. All right, you take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye.